Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So you know the Democrats' golden rule is accuse the Republicans of exactly what they were doing? Remember the whole uh, pee-pee hoax thing? Trump colluded with the Russians when it was, in fact, Hillary Clinton colluding with a foreign operative who colluded with Russians. Remember that? It's happening again with regards to the coup. Accuse Republicans of a coup, an insurrection, when it appears, in fact, people associated with the Democrat Party just got busted fostering a coup. Do not miss the I've got the evidence. Do not miss the beginning of the show. Big show today. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Joe's exciting. Joe's is a big show today. He's seen all the clips. So this story in the beginning is one of the most disturbing stories, and and it's really getting difficult to say that because the disturbance level keeps going up and up and up. So now we know the Democrats and some of their upper level members of the military were involved in a coup. Um, Yeah, there's no if these if this reporting is accurate, if the reporting is accurate and the Bob Woodard book is accurate about what Mark Milley did, they were involved in a coup. We'll wait to see, but multiple outlets are now reporting on this, and I've yet to see any strong refutations by Nancy Pelosi, Millie, and others. So Fox News reported on it yesterday along with others. Uh, here's a story here uh, that uh, a military coup was plotted by uh, Mark Milley, who apparently usurped the powers of the commander-in-chief and, according to the reporting at least, thought it would be a good idea to call the Chinese Communist Party in the final days of the Trump administration and tell them he would warn them about an attack. Mm. This is a real headline. Fox News, Millie secretly called Chinese officials out of fear Trump would attack in the final days, the Bob Woodard book claims. Folks, have you thought this through? So a general, the Joint Chiefs Chairman in the United States, is calling a sworn nuclear-powered communist enemy of the United States, the Chinese Communist Party, to notify them, not the President of the United States at the time, Donald Trump, to notify them that if we were to attack, according to this report, if he were to attack, if, if Donald Trump were to choose to attack China, he would let them know in advance. Can you imagine the strategic tactical advantage this offered the Chinese government in the weeks prior to Joe Biden taking over the presidency? Can you imagine? Hey, guys, can you imagine what the conversations going on in China were? Now we know we can manipulate the political system in the United States to get a four star general, the Joint Chiefs chairman, to notify us about an attack before it happens. So if we attack first, we know that no attack will likely happen in the next two weeks because Mark Milley will put a stop to it. Think about that. Has he thought any of this through? Mark Milley is seriously one of this guy now, regardless of the man's prior service. Thank you for that. You are a disgrace to the country, to the uniform, to the military, to the flag. You must immediately resign and you should be put under a polygraph test immediately. And if this is true, you should be tried for treason. I'm not afraid to use that word. No one else should either. Calling a communist nuclear powered enemy behind the back of the president of the United States To notify them, you would give them the tactical advantage in a nuclear war by letting them know before a strike. If that is not treason, I don't know what the definition is of treason. That is by no means too strong a word. He should be polygraphed immediately. Folks, in the federal government where I was as a GS-1811 special agent, if there's a, you have to get a polygraph to get the job, number one. 
But if there is a security problem with you, you are forced to take a polygraph. There are two types of polygraphs. There's a national security polygraph and a criminal polygraph if they believe you violated criminal laws. The other one's obviously if they think you're a national security threat. How is Mark Milley not being forced to undergo a polygraph right now? No man is bigger than the United States government. This guy has his position due to the consent of the governed. If this is true and he blows his polygraph, even though the polygraph information is not admissible in court, he should be put on trial for treason immediately. Now, the scary part about this whole thing is Democrats have rushed to his defense. Why? Because as I discussed the other day, Democrats are involved in a cold civil war with the United States of America right now. They want this country destroyed. They know that conservatives traditionally defend law enforcement and the military. And their goal in triaging their efforts, goal number one has been to take out the military's credibility with conservatives. So conservatives have no institutions to rely on and they um, they evaporate their faith in the system we have. They let it collapse and liberals rebuild a new one. They are involved in a cold civil war with America, teaching racism to our kids to get them to hate each other degrading our military, teaching our military to hate each other based on skin color. The left is a clear and present danger to the United States of America, freedom and liberty. And Mark Milley has joined them. Mark Milley's more concerned with white rage than he is with winning wars. The man should be tried immediately. Institutions are collapsing everywhere. Liberals were involved in a coup. If he did this, he should be tried for treason. This was a coup. A military leader destroying the chain of command to notify an enemy is a very definition of a military coup, the usurpation of powers he did not have. Now, the Democrats have rushed to his defense, as I just said, because they want to destroy the country. Here's some audio video. Here's John Garamendi, a disgraced Democrat congressman, an embarrassment of a human being, right? Again, more proof that the 435 of the dumbest people on planet Earth all managed to get elected to Congress at the same time, with few exceptions. Here's a video audio of Garamendi. I don't know if it's MSNBC, CNN, doesn't matter. But he, do, he absolutely knows. I just did absolutely. You should never say absolutely. Absolutely don't say. He absolutely knows that the Democrats were involved in a coup, and I'll produce the evidence in a second, with Mark Milley. The destruction of our Constitution and the usurpation of powers. So now he has to accuse Republicans of doing the same thing. And he admits what I've been telling you. Ah, the verdict is in. The Dan Bongino show was correct. Self-praise stinks. Whatever. Just tell me, allow me for this one second. What did I tell you about the January 6th commission? About the insurrection? That it was being used, using the air quotes here, of course. That that was being used to distract you from what the Democrats were going to do in the 2022 election and the Democrats' problems, including their involvement in the coup. Here's Garamendi basically admitting right now the January 6th committee is being used to flush all this milling information and the Democrats' real coup down the toilet. Check this out. He, General Milley, uh, called a secret meeting in the, his Pentagon office of top military brass and basically said to them, if you get calls, no matter who they're from, there's a process here, there's a procedure, no matter what you're told, you do the procedure, you do the process, and I'm a part of the pr procedure, meaning he didn't want them responding really to calls from uh, the commander in chief unless he was involved as a member of the Armed Services Committee. Do you see that as an end run somehow around the commander in chief? Of course, uh, Trump was um, unhinged uh, by the election, by his loss in the election. And he displayed that uh, clearly from the evening of the election right on through to today. And he remains unstable with regard to his election loss. Uh, he clearly was deeply engaged in uh, the 2000, excuse me, 1000, the January 6th uh, insurrection. Uh, he brought those people. He encouraged them to come and he then encouraged them to march on the Capitol. All of that is known. The investigations of all of this will are underway now. Uh, the select committee is delving into all of these communications. There we go. There we go. As I said to you there, my New York accent back. Well, there we go. There we go. I told you what, two, three weeks ago, the entire purpose of the January 6th committee was to do the look squirrel, shiny red object to distract you from what was going to come out about the Democrats in the coming 2022 election. They want to interfere in the 2022 election. They are going to use subpoenas and an endless fear campaign with this January 6th committee. 
to distract you from the reality that the Democrats were involved with Mark Milley in a coup and Mark Milley should be on trial right now. You doubt me? Well, what was, the, I want a hat tip, by the way. Hat tips are important. Uh, Jack Posobiec on his social media account pointed this out and congrats to Jack on his new podcast, by the way, as well. The day Mark Milley allegedly made this phone call to the Chinese Communist Party warning them saying we would warn you about a nuclear strike and what I believe was an act of treason. That day was January 8th. I want you to pay very close attention to this CNN tweet on the screen now. First, for those of you watching on Rumble, look at the date on the bottom. January 8th, 2021. CNN. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told House Democrats that she's gotten assurances that there are safeguards in place in the event President Trump wants to launch a nuclear weapon, according to multiple sources. Pelosi says she spoke with who, who is that? Who's that at the bottom game? I missing that. Is that General General Milley? Pelosi says she spoke to General General Milley on January 8th. On the same day, Milley's alleged to have called the Chinese Communist Party to warn them usurping the powers of the president of the United States. He says, Hmm, Joe, do you, is that a hump for you? Do, uh, uh, hmm. what do you uh, wait, sounds kind of hmm. like the Democrats were involved in a conspiracy and a coup to stop the acting duly elected. He was still the president United States president of the United States from acting in his role as commander in chief. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was, keep in mind, it's a good point he makes preemptively. It wasn't that the president had ordered a nuclear strike and they got in the way. That's bad. It's that they weren't even going to allow him to. God forbid. Now, listen, there was a one in a million chance, thank the Lord, and I'm not using his name in vain, that we would be in a nuclear strike with China. It's mad, mutually assured destructions. And, uh, you know, well, pun intended there. But can you imagine the tactical advantage to a nuclear-powered enemy knowing you have entirely co-opted a political party, the Democrats, and the leaders of the military infrastructure so that the country's defenestrated in a two-week period and you can attack them anytime you want. Can you imagine the precedent this sets for the future with the Chinese Communist Party? Joe, am I explaining this part right? Are you folks getting the strategic uh -huh. advantage? The Chinese yeah. Communist Party now knows they can manipulate U.S. politics and liberal idiots. I got more liberal idiots coming up. They can manipulate U.S. politics and liberal morons into their own enemy, the United States of America, giving up their nuclear power based on politics there as long as they can take control of the political narrative in the country. Can you imagine this? The Chinese Communist Party now knows this. As long as they can manipulate liberals in the country, they're hating the president i.e. Donald Trump, so much, they can get liberals to agree to never strike China while China won't agree to never strike us. What a deal. The precedent is set. You may say, well, Dan, you don't have really any evidence they manipulated liberals outside of Nancy Pelosi and Mark Milley. Oh, no, no, oh, I do. Here's some more video of the media military complex. Yes, it is a complex. The talking head dunces. Former media, listen, folks, I'm sorry. Again, with all due respect to their prior service, these men have become total disgraces in their post-military careers. Uh, here's Barry McCaffrey and Mark Hurtling coming up first here. These are men who may have honorably served at one point, have now fully disgraced themselves. They're an embarrassment to the country, the uniform, the military. They are now defending, on behalf of the military media PR machine, Mark Milley's decision to be part of what looks like an attempted coup. Here's Mark Hurtling, former military senior officer on uh, one of the liberal networks here, saying, ah, don't worry, you know, this is no big deal, folks. It's a coup. Coup no big deal. Check this out. What do you think of General Mark Milley having to do basically this end run around the commander in chief? Well, I, I'm not sure I would call it an end run, Allison. I think uh, General Milley took some very prudent measures. Uh, you know, as a, as a former member of the Joint Staff, uh, the J-7, I remember when the chairman would pull all of his staff officers in, would pull all the, the brigadier generals, the one-stars that were working the shift in the National Military Command Center, as, as Jamie just said, and say, hey, we're in a tense situation. And this was during the start of the Afghan war. We're in a tense situation. Make sure your reporting is right. Make sure the processes and procedures are run the right way. Again, 
The military media PR machine complex rushes to this disgraced human being, Millie's defense. Millie was involved in a potentially treasonous act here. He has yet to strongly refute this. And the military media PR machine immediately jumps to his defense. And you notice the framing. Framing matters. That's how you lie. You frame a story. You fr- the story, the picture's ugly. You put a nice frame on it. Maybe it looks a little better. The framing here, oh, no, no. Hurtling's like, this was just about policies and procedures. What's the ultimate policy and procedure in the United States of America, folks? What's the superseding document that governs ultimately every policy and procedure in the United States? Anyone? Yeah, the Constitution. The Constitution has no role as commander-in-chief for the Joint Chiefs Chairman. Nowhere. That is not even mentioned in the Constitution. It is the President of the United States. The ultimate policy and procedure was violated. The Constitution. Folks, can you imagine a Chinese Communist Party official calling the United States and saying, we don't trust Xi Jinping. We are going to defenestrate the entire Chinese military. We will notify you if anything happens. And then a bunch of other Chinese military generals going on China state television, talking about how wonderful this decision is. Of course you can. Of course you can. But here we're acknowledging to the communists that they now own us. Uh, let me get to the next piece of video. Here's um, McCaffrey, another disgraced human being who should really just stop going on TV. Here he jumps in trying to defend the uh, what appears to be an attempted coup as well. Check this out. I wonder if you have any insights into Millie as a guardrail, the last one, as, as Mike's basically explaining. You know, throughout this whole period, I had rather firsthand understanding of what was going on in government, and it scared me. I was convinced without question that we were on the edge of a ultimate constitutional crisis. I thought it was unlikely that Trump would use nuclear weapons, although he had full legal and constitutional authority in theory to command that. Uh, but there's one that bothered me the most was the Secretary of Defense was an acting SECDEF. Constitution says the Senate will be involved in approving senior officers of government. There was nobody left. So I think what General Milley was doing, and by the way, routinely, the chairman, the service chiefs, the joint combatant commanders routinely are in contact with their counterparts globally, part of the, the, the deterrence of unwanted combat. Uh, I think he felt it important to not end up with a World War One start of a war through miscalculation on the part of the Chinese. Notice what McCaffrey does there. And notice how that the grifter zero, Nicole Wallace, one of the legendary grifters of all time, you know, grifted money off Republicans until that dried up and they realized she was a loser. Then she went over to the Democrats because she has no principles or dignity. Notice how this is framed. Oh, Millie was just acting as a guardrail. There's no guardrail. The Constitution is the guardrail. The President of the United States is the Commander-in-Chief. That's the guardrail. Nicole Wallace hasn't read the Constitution. She's too busy grifting off dopey liberals who believe she's sincere. Believe me, she'll switch back to being a Republican on a, at, the, at the drop of a hat if she thinks there's more money there. She's a total grifter. Guardrails? She can't even read. Where in the Constitution is there a guardrail? And notice what McCaffrey does again, just like Hurtling. He resorts back to a false talking point. Oh, policies and procedures. There is no policy and procedure anywhere that can usurp the Constitution and inserts the Joint Chiefs in the decision-making chain, making him the end chain of that link of that decision. Nowhere. Is he allowed to provide advice and consent? Allowed? He's supposed to. Is he anywhere in that end link of the chain making that decision? No. The end link of the chain is the president of the United States. Period. This was a coup. How is this man 
not be, if he's not subjected to a polygraph, and if this turns out to be true and this evidence is verified, if he's not on trial for treason, ladies and gentlemen, we have, we forget it. The red line is, forget about crossed. It's been totally wiped out. The country is now decaying at a faster rate than I even thought. I want to show you again how zero principle folks coming up in a second, uh, like Joe Scarborough, again, are framing this as, oh, this is just a standard policy and procedure, general to general thing. Like they were agreeing to have a cup of Starbucks in the local coffee joint. Joe Scarborough, well, again, one of the dumbest human beings. They all wind up at MSNBC, just like Nicole Wallace, who managed an absurdly low 13% of the audience. It's in her time block. My commercials on Unfiltered have a bigger audience than she has during her show on MSNBC. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even my my reruns at four in the morning have a bigger audience than that loser. All right, coming up in a second. Scary stuff, folks. Freedom and liberty matter. That constitution's all we've got. It's the bulwark. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, getting back to the show and the danger zone we're in right now. Folks, the Constitution is the guardrail. Liberals, my gosh, there's an app for the Constitution. Try it sometime if you can't read the paper copy. Here's a discredited lunatic at MSNBC who used to grift off Donald Trump for interviews until Trump didn't like him anymore. And then he turned on Donald Trump because he, uh, you know, Donald Trump figured out the guy was a loser. Here's Scarborough at MSNBC saying how, don't worry. Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs Chairman, usurping Commander-in-Chief Powers in what would be a coup if this happened as they say it happened. No doubt about it. Don't worry. It's a general-to-general conversation between him and the Chinese Communist Party backdooring the President of the United States. Don't worry. This stuff happens all the time. Check this out. They're upset that he's calling a leader in China saying, don't think you can take advantage of the United States of America. Democracy can be chaotic, but we're strong. We're solid. We're we're in good shape. Nothing's going to happen. We're not going to act erratically. And you're not going to take advantage of us. This, I, I'm sorry. This is Republicans don't like this. Hmm. This is something. Are you so stupid? I just got to ask. Are you so stupid? Are you so ignorant of how things work that you don't know that from time to time generals talk to generals? So just to be clear, because Joe Scarborough is a fraud. He's always been a fraud. Um, his history speaks to it. We have a senile, an unquestionably senile, corrupt, bought and sold by China, man sitting in the White House right now goes by the name of Joe Biden. None of that's open for debate. Those are facts. He is corrupt. He was the big guy. China paid off his family. We have that now. We know he's senile. We know his cognitive decline. It's evidenced everywhere by looking at him. The symptoms are all over the place. Nobody on the Republican side, is talking about a military coup with the military to make decisions for Joe Biden now, because that would be a coup, and it would be a dangerous breach of a red line. Nobody's talking about that. But yet when it was Donald Trump and you don't like his politics and the fact that he questioned a questionable election, a coup is perfectly okay because Mark Milley calling a Chinese Communist Party general, don't worry, folks, it's just general to general, and Republicans, you should love this kind of stuff. What did I tell you in the last few days? You better recognize the fact that the Democrats and liberals have declared a cold civil war in this country. And the sooner you recognize that, the better. The old rules have gone out the window. All right, moving on. Speaking of the fact that the Democrats have no principles whatsoever. They claim to have principles. They have none. Oh, we object to Trump's insurrection and a coup. They were involved in a coup and insurrection. Pelosi was, was t- telling the story in the same day Millie made the phone call, January 8th. It was the same day. The same day. They have no principles. And it's up to us to play by the new rules. What are the new rules? The new rules are scrap the old rules. Now we're going to use Saul Alinsky's rules. But Dan, Saul Alinsky was a bad guy. He was a leftist organizer. Yes, he was. Correct. You want to play by the old cutesy time rules? 
While the Democrats have declared a cold civil war in this country, go right ahead. This ain't the show for you. I ain't doing it. It's time to take those Alinsky rules and ram them right up their caboose on the left. One of the best ways to discredit your political enemies, especially the ones that want to destroy the country, is by making them live by their own set of rules. Why would you do that? Because when they don't live by their own set of rules, you prove what? That their rules aren't rules at all and they have no principles. That's why it works. Alinsky was not a good guy, but he was not stupid. These people have no principles. They love a coup as long as it's their coup. Here, Washington Examiner story. Let's let the Democrats live up by their own rules. They want reparations, right? You've heard that, folks? Reparations for slavery? That's their thing. That's a Democrat argument. You, Even though you had nothing to do with slavery, either did your father or grandfather, you had nothing to do with it, you should pay for the sins of people you never met, don't know, and had nothing to do with at all. So if we're going to pay reparations. Maybe Joe Biden should pay first. Why is that, Dan? No, no, his rules, folks. His rules. Democrats want reparations. Here, article in the Washington Examiner. Read this gem. It's up at BonginoReport.com and on my website, Bongino.com, too. Check this article out. Be in a newsletter today as well. A genealogist doing some research on the Biden family found evidence showing Biden's ancestors owned slaves. Whoa. Whoa. Now, the Democrats' argument is you, if you are white, are responsible for the sins of other people who didn't have melanin in their skin to a high degree, right? Even though you've never met them and they died a hundred years before you were born, you were definitely responsible, which is weird because I come from a family of immigrants. My grandparents came here when they were kids from Italy. Guy's an immigrant, right? Guy, just checking. Okay. Guy's giving me a thumbs up. Uh, Paula is in fact a first generation. My wife is a first generation immigrant from Colombia. So I know for a fact my family had nothing to do with slavery in the U.S., but you want us, me, Gee, and Paula, to play reparations. Joe Biden wants us. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's actual family, according to this author, his family owned slaves. So I think we should put out a petition today. I've got an activism site coming very soon, folks. By the way, stay tuned. It's going to be the best activism site you have ever seen. It's coming up. Teaser right there. <laughs> You're going to love it. One-stop shopping for activism. I think we should put a petition together. I know one of my business partners, Eric, listens. I think one of our first petitions should be Joe Biden should be forced to pay reparations himself. Joe, fair deal? He, if the yeah. genealogist is right, Joe Biden directly, directly. I didn't profit at all. Joe Biden directly profited from slavery in the United States. Joe Biden makes worth millions of dollars. He's yep. got a ton of money. His son's made some fantastic sex tapes. I don't know if he's selling them or what. He's blown some art out of his nose somewhere. I think the family should pay reparations. You guys you guys first. Pay it all. I, I want all of it, by the way, because clearly you've profited from that. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. Joe Biden should pay first. Joe Biden. And we're going to start that petition. And once the petition site is up and running, the activism site, which you're going to love, by the way, stop shop. I'm always doing something. One-stop shop. Everybody should sign that petition, and we should send that off to Joe Biden. Reparations for Joe first. Everybody cool with that? Guy, what do you think? You like the idea? Joe, how do you feel? I'm in. Reparations I'm in. from Joey Botsford. Okay, Joe's in. Good. Yeah. Good, good. We'll pay after you do, Joe. Joey B, not Joey A. Well, again, on the let's make your uh, political opponents live up to their own rules, Joe Biden, reparations first. Here's the other one. So Democrats want to uh, defund the police. We want to refund the police. Which is kind of odd because the lead, uh, uh, the lead proponents of the defunding the police scheme and scam, because it is a scam, are the squad. AOC, Jamal Bowman, Corey Bush, Ayanna Presley, um, you know that whole crew over there. Who's, who's another member? Oh, Rashida Tlaib, the squad member. Radical leftist socialist communists. They want to defund the police, put you in danger, and make sure you're killed, robbed, raped, or assaulted, or burglarized in your community because they're idiots and they're... Uh, out-of-touch losers. Here's an article in the New York Post. Again, you'll see it up on Gino Report and in my newsletter today. So the defund the police squad members are, ironically, the biggest spenders on their own private security, Dorothy Moses Schultz. <laughs> so I think petition number two at the soon-to-be activism site, getting ready to launch, I think petition number two, how do you guys feel about this, should be, we should demand that they refund and defund their private security. 
They should defund. There should be no private. If there's no public security for us, even though we already paid for it because we pay taxes, there should definitely be no private security for these losers who want to make sure you're a crime victim in your community. I don't know. I think it's a fair deal. Make them live by their own rules. Show them that their rules are meaningless. They don't believe it. These aren't rules for them. I've got Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, who's fantastic, coming up on my radio show today, I think. I think that he is the guest. Okay, thanks. Matt Walsh has said often, there's not two sets of rules for Democrats. There's one set of rules. And their rule is this. You can stick it up your caboose. They don't care about you at all. They think you're losers. You'll do what, we'll say, what we say. That's a Democrat rule. Now let's stick it to them. Joe Biden should pay reparations. We should defund the squad's private security. You go first. You won't. All right, let me get to my next sponsor, and then I want to do a um, very sad segment. Seriously, rest in peace to uh, Norm MacDonald, probably one of the greatest comedians of our time. It's tough to say who the greatest is. There's a lot of funny people, but unquestionably, one of the greatest comedians of our time. I want to play a few quick cuts from that, and I got a couple other things to get to, including the California recall. Um, Folks, I was uh, disturbed to hear yesterday that uh, that Norm Macdonald had passed. Uh, Norm was a great comedian. I, when I was an instructor in the Secret Service Academy during breaks sometimes, the students have long days there. Once in a while I would play uh, this clip I got coming up of Norm Macdonald on Jeopardy. Uh, although, you know, I've been ripping Howard Stern all week because he's turned into a total lemming loser. He is a gifted interviewer at times, and his interview with Norm MacDonald on his show, I think he did a few of them, but the last one was just a classic. Norm had cancer. I did not know that. Norm uh, kept it quiet. He died at 61. I don't know what kind of cancer he had, but again, having lived through this myself, it's not easy. Norm was funny. Norm was irreverent. Norm MacDonald uh, told cancel culture to basically go stick it. Uh, if, and if you doubt me that Norm was a pioneer of sticking it to the left and doing comedy when he thought it was funny, have you ever seen this clip from The View? Now, Joe's got to see it in Guy in advance. I've known about This has been going around for a long time. You may not have seen it. This is Norm MacDonald back in the early, early days of The View. He's on the set, and Barbara Walters and that crew, I think it was Lisa Ling and uh, I forget the was Sherry. I, I forget the original cast, but they're all there. You can see, watch it on, watch it on Rumble. You, you need to watch Barbara Walters express. The audio is good here too, but watch Barbara Walters expressions, rumble.com slash Bongino. Go check it out. As Norm McDonald starts talking about Bill Clinton and a <laughs> homicide in the, in the white house. Check this out. See, I, I don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the white house and get like a, uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. Who are the murderers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed, <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed um, to put out no, um, accusations without... That's a little Charlie. too that's far. That's the way it does let's just, let's just go on to the next question. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it's not mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> Be a good boy. Now, Norm... Do you never hear that? No. Listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk want to get about into this, And I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Oh. Let's get on to it. Exactly. Get with it. There you go. This is a live show. Why? Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara, so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Uh, Shut up. Look, okay. let me do this, okay? okay. <laughs> you hear the part at the end? Wait, is it his public knowledge? He's like, we got to get the murderers out of the White House. He tells Bill Clinton. <laughs> no, listen to me. Make no mistake. I know, a, I know a guy who knew Norm MacDonald well. Norm genuinely gave zero hits, if you know what I mean, with an S in front of it, about what anybody thought. He knew he was probably never, ever going to be invited back on these shows again, which would cost him a fortune. He knew that. And Norm's priority was, I'm a comedian and I'm going to make a joke. And if you don't like it and it costs me money, so be it. He apologized once or twice, which, listen, we all do for things. And I, whether you agree with it or not, but I'm telling you, the guy who knew Norm said Norm gave absolutely no hits whatsoever about what people thought about his comedy. 
if I don't have time to play them all today, but if you get the chance today, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. It's long though. It's about four minutes. Just put in a search engine, Norm McDonald, Conan O'Brien, moth joke. It is one of the funniest segments you'll ever, he went on the Conan O'Brien show and just wrecked Conan, stole the, the entire segment. He told a four minute long joke for the whole segment. Conan couldn't get a word in edgewise. Conan's clearly frustrated. And when you see like the denouement at the end, you're going <laughs> to, maybe I'll play it tomorrow. It may be worth four minutes of your time. Here's one more quick, funny one. This is a segment I used to show the students in the training center and breaks. They'd laugh a little bit. Norm McDonald in a skit on Saturday night live. They're, they're doing a jeopardy skit and Will Farrell's playing Alex Trebek. Norm is playing guest celebrity. He's playing uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. You got, you got to watch this on Rubble. Check this out. Answer. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. <laughs> okay. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. I hate my job. <laughs> did you see? <laughs> By the way, just so you know, you know I use the word, um, you know I use the word turd a lot, which some people find irritating. Some find, That's where I got it from. I mean, I know the word, but that's where that came from. I used to use that clip in the training center. <laughs> my name is. My name is Turd Ferguson. And then he tells uh, Will Farrell, acting as Alex Trebek, he hits the buzzer. He goes, yeah, what do you want? (laughs) I don't know. You hit the buzzer. Here's one more, though, showing you the softer side of Norm MacDonald, how he was really a great guy. He did this eight-minute roast of Bob Saget. You know Bob Saget. Very, uh, he was in that, what is it, Full House or whatever the show. I don't know. I always screw up pop culture. But Bob Saget, America's Funniest Home Videos. You know his face. So Norm was roasting him, and it's pretty funny. It's like eight minutes long, a lot of scripted jokes. But at the end, there's an extemporaneous moment, and uh, this was Norm MacDonald with Bob Saget showing you the softer side of the guy. Check this out. In all seriousness, Bob was the first comedian that I ever saw perform uh, when I was a boy, live, and uh, I loved him. Uh, But one thing that bonds us as comedians is we're bitter and jealous and and we hate everyone else that has any success. But Bob, honestly, has never had an unkind word for anybody. And uh, I love him, and I hope uh, everybody else does. So uh, I just want to say that. Thank you. God rest your soul, Norm MacDonald. He's a really funny guy. And um, brought me so much joy and smiles like many others. Remember the name. And please. Because he wouldn't have it any other way. He hates macabre stuff, I can imagine, even looking down on us all now. Go look up the moth joke. Spend four minutes of your time. It's really funny. All right, so uh, just quickly on the uh, California recall. Obviously, it didn't turn out our way last night. Uh, Larry Elder uh, did not get in because it didn't matter because Gal- uh, Gavin Newsom wasn't recalled. On question number one, the no's outweighed the yeses. No to recall. Uh, it looks like over 60%. You know, folks, this is not the day to take a celebratory lap and tell people how California is lost and everybody needs to move. Listen, you know I'm a big believer in moving to red states. I've said it a thousand times, but today's not the day for that. They worked hard. A lot of people organized, went out and knocked on a lot of doors. They did their best. And all I can say to you is it took about 30 years before New York realized they had hit rock bottom. Many Californians just haven't realized that yet. The conservatives, libertarians, a lot of moderate Democrats have. They didn't perform terribly. I mean, almost four in 10 people wanted to get rid of Gavin Newsom. That's a lot of people in a state with with tens of millions of people. It's the biggest state in the union. But today's the day to thank them for their efforts and to thank them for making that loser Gavin Newsom spend $75 million on an election he already won. Good job, California. This isn't the day to pile on. I'm seeing a lot on Twitter from conservatives. Ah, everybody move. Yeah, okay, not today. They worked hard. There's a lot of good people in California. We have a big audience there. It's got nothing to do with my audience, but a lot of people in California are interested in what conservatives have to say. Good job. You did what you had to do. Guy just blew 75 million bucks for a race. He already won. 
and four in 10 people flipped him the middle finger when you factor in the mess that that voting situation was. A tangible okay. losses, um, yeah. Let, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R- r- yes. Yeah, well said, Armacost. Impose meaningful losses on the left. Well, mm-hmm. perfect timing for that. Jim, include that liner in the show today. That was great. Perfect time. We did not plan that. You have to impose. The left learned one of Michael Anton's golden rules. You want to win this cold civil war? The left is imposing real material losses on us. Lawsuits, jobs, cancel culture, all of it. Now we start imposing real material losses on them. Good point, Joe. Well said. Well said. Thank you, sir. Um, let me get to my last sponsor. And then on the other side is I want to get to a fantastic piece of video from yesterday's hearing with Taliban Tony Blinken, our dreadful Secretary of State, up on Capitol Hill, where Rand Paul points out the obvious to him. Maybe we should find out who we're whacking before we whack them. Sounds like a good idea to me. (laughs) So a disturbing story at the blaze. What have I told you about the media? The media has two approved narratives on coronavirus, COVID-19. If you don't uh, repeat one of those two narratives, you will be censored by the Soviets at YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook and elsewhere uh, because they're communists and they hate the truth. So the two improved narratives, pop quiz audience, what are they? They are, you will get the vaccine and as many boosters as we tell you. And you will speak positively about masks, despite the fact that there's very little science showing their efficacy. If you say anything else, monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin D, quercetin, zinc, vitamin C, health, fitness, anything else, you will be banned from the Internet forever by the communists who now run this country in big tech. More proof. Here's another article in my newsletter you got to read. Scoop by Chris Pandolfo at The Blaze, who does fantastic work. HHS, Health and Human Services, the Biden administration, is reviewing all doctors' orders for monoclonal antibodies. Representative Chip Roy wants to know why. So now, if you're a doctor, you used to be able to do crazy things like practice medicine. A doctor, in your medical opinion, you think hydroxychloroquine could benefit a patient with coronavirus? Nope, no good. Not in a lot of liberal states. The liberal governors who've practiced no medicine ever in their lives and are too stupid to read a phone book they're the ones that'll, you know, they're the ones that'll tell you how to prescribe medicine. You want to prescribe ivermectin? They'll describe it as horse paste, even though it's approved for use in humans. For parasites, they will describe that as a horse paste because, again, they're morons in the media. The media is full and liberals of genuinely, genuinely stupid people. Now you want to talk about monoclonal antibodies? The left is in a war on them, too, because they'd rather see you die. They are in a cold civil war with this country. They would rather you dead. Watch my show yesterday. By the way, Paula went and put in a search engine that woman's name, Valeria, uh, I forget her name, Veronica Wolski, sorry. Put her name. You, You doubt that the left is full of genuinely deranged, evil people. I'm not joking. Evil people. Put that woman's name from yesterday's show in a search engine. She's not even a conservative. And because she doubted masks and questioned the vaccine, she was in serious condition for COVID. The left was celebrating. They love death. It's a death cult. And I want to be on the record saying now, and I mean it, I don't wish that on anyone. Anyone. I mean, every word of that, I'm not joking. I will never be part of this leftist death cult in America. They would rather see you dead than getting antibodies because Ron DeSantis spoke positively about monoclonal antibodies. They'd rather see you dead. Remember who we're fighting, folks. I promise you, I promise you, you are on the right side of this. I promise you. I want to give you some good news. You know, towards the end of the show, I try to give you some... Uh, some decent news here, so we're not always uh, in a bad mood. There's no reason to be. You still live in the United States of America. We'll recover from Joe Biden. He's too stupid to ruin this country permanently. He's doing a good job, but permanently. Quinnipiac poll came out yesterday. This is not exactly a conservative polling outlet. Look at this. Be in my newsletter. Post this for your friends. Biden's underwater in polling on job approval and handling of key issues. Quinnipiac National Poll finds. More than six in 10 Americans believe U.S. troops will have to return to Afghanistan. Look at the numbers. This is a rather long quote. I try not to make them this long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. 
But from the poll, the numbers are devastating for Biden. Devastating. Biden's numbers on coronavirus. 49% disapproval. 48% approval. That's the first time we've seen that. His numbers on foreign policy. 59% disapproval. On handling as commander-in-chief of the military. 55% disapproval. On his handling of the economy, 52% disapproval. Even on his hand, this is, this is funny. If you don't chuckle about this one. On his handling of climate change, 45% disapproval, only 42% approval. Folks, turn that frown upside down. What do they say? Smile a little bit. This guy is a senile buffoon. His party was involved in a coup. Americans are waking up. Yes, California last night didn't turn out like we thought. But almost four in 10 people flipped this guy the middle finger for an election he already won. Joe Biden is collapsing his party. Those numbers are devastating. There is no lipstick being put on that pig. Uh, One quick story, and then I want to get to uh, Joe. Remember... uh, what was Rough Cuts we used to do? Is it Rough Cuts we yeah, called it? Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Rough Cuts? Joe and I, those were fun shows. Joe and I would do them during the holidays. We may bring that back, uh, Rough Cuts. We would do like a 45-minute show on topics totally unrelated to yeah. uh, to politics. And we, they, we had a lot of fun. I know you liked them. So I got a Rough Cuts topic coming up at the end. But uh, just quickly, this will be in the show notes too, showing you, again, that I don't make things up here. And I promise I'm guiding you in the right direction. That's my job. I'm never going to lie to you. Folks, we don't have a taxing problem with the federal government. We have a spending problem. That's why we're in this much debt. It's easy to prove. Terrence Jeffrey, CNS News. $3,586,456,000,000. What's that number? That's the, darn right, he's like, it's a big number. You're damn right it is. That's the federal tax collections just through August. It's a record, folks. We've never in the history of the United States taken so much money confiscated, stolen so much money from our citizens. And we're still three to $4 trillion in debt every year. 20 plus trillion dollars in debt overall. Tell me again how we have a taxing problem. We're setting records every year. We have a spending problem. And you have a math problem if you can't figure that out. All right, final story again. Uh, maybe we'll bring rough cuts back. Those were fun shows. What's that? Oh, I missed Rand Paul. Oh, I'm sorry. Good call, Guy. Oh, Rand Paul. Yeah, I teased it. Never got to it. My apologies, folks. We had a little technical glitch in the middle of the show. Kind of threw me off. I'm see, I wonder if you can catch where it is. You may kind of a delayed response or something. Maybe you'll see it. Uh, here is Rand Paul taking on Taliban Tony Blinken. This is classic. Check this out. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, the administration is, of course, reviewing that uh that strike uh and i'm sure that a you know full assessment will be will be for so you don't know if it was an aid worker or an isis k operative uh i can't speak to that and i can't speak to that in this setting in any event so you don't know or won't tell us uh i don't i don't know because we're, we're reviewing it well see you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone whether he's an aid worker or he's an isis k see yeah, you would think you would kind of know that. Aid worker, ISIS guy, aid worker, ISIS guy. Well, when you're Joe Biden and you're looking for a PR victory because the man has no dignity and morals. He is the most corrupt human being and the biggest zero to ever, ever enter the White House. There's not even a close second ever because you are a corrupt, senile loser. You need a PR victory after a bomb kills 13 of our, of our, our, our heroes overseas, our servicemen and women which, believe me, resonates strongly with the people on this show, you get the point. When you need a PR victory, you just bomb a car. You figure out who it is later. Yeah, right, right? This is how sick these people are. Insane. These people are sick. You better recognize it quick. All right, so uh, in the end, uh, so, sorry about the missing that. We really we had a major technical meltdown. I wonder, I, really, I wonder if you can catch where it happened. Didn't affect us. We were only down for like a minute or two, but. No way. You don't think so? <laughs> Put him in the comments on Rumble. He reads the comments because we have the uh, question, the Q&A we do on Friday. You can always comment on Rumble with a question. We get to him on Friday. But 
Put it in the comments. Tell us where. Give us the exact mark. We'll see if you can catch it. It's only for like a minute or so. Uh, finally, I saw this story today out there. Uh, overeating doesn't cause obesity. Scientists claim it's about what you're eating. Yes! I've listened. I'm not your dietitian or your doctor. Go to your doctor for medical advice. Let me just throw that out there. But I've been saying this forever. I eat like a mountain gorilla. Nobody eats more than I do. I eat like a monster. I can't even imagine how many calories go down my gullet in a single day. Maybe 4,000 sometimes. But I rarely eat anything outside of the perimeter of a grocery store. Vegetables, meat, milk, eggs. If it isn't natural, I generally don't eat it. I do have some protein powder I mix in. And once in a while, I'll have one of these Cliff Bars. But even those are kind of grain. But there's a little bit of sugar in there, too. Folks, there was a book that changed my life. It was called Sugar Busters. I read it years ago. It's probably going to like jump to the top 10 on Amazon today, but read it. It explains to you how partitioning your food, and it's not, it, the cat. listen, calories do matter, but it's not, I believe, the primary cause of the obesity epidemic in the country. It is the calories you're eating. When you mix obscene amounts of sugar, which cause your body to pour out insulin, which essentially opens the barn door insulin to your fat cells to allow uh, uh, calories, excess calories to be converted to fat. And then you have fat in your bloodstream. You're basically begging to be obese. So that's why things like donuts and, and French fries in excess, you know, everybody should have a treat once in a while, do your thing. But donuts, French fries, that mix high quantities of fat with sugars, both natural and processed, are so dangerous. Because the insulin spike you get from the sugar opens the fat cell barn door while the fat's in your bloodstream for it to rush right in. I've been saying this forever. I eat like a monster. I, I still got cubes. I'm 46. It's your, how you partition your food. And read that book, Sugar Busters. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It is so good. Explains all of it. But it's in this article today, Study Finds by Christopher Malore. Check it out. We'll put it up in the newsletter. It's not how much you eat. It's what you eat. I, I used to tell people, I can't think of a single person I've ever met that got obese eating steak and vegetables. I, you can't. It's impossible. You can't eat that much. Yet when you eat a donut with a steak's amount of calories in, a, in two munchkins, then yeah, you're in trouble because there's no mass there. It doesn't fill you up as quick. All right, Rough Cuts. Maybe we'll add that to Rough Cuts later. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. I really enjoyed today's show a lot, even with a little minute technical meltdown. And again, tell us where you think it was. It's kind of funny. Uh, Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please subscribe to the show, and I'll see you later on on the radio. Matt Walsh is the guest. See you later. You just heard Dan Bongino.